Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We are back with another edition of the DNDR Rams podcast. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael. We're going to wrap up our position preview series by going over the linebackers, the secondary, and the special teams units. I'm going to play some audio from Jane Norvell talking about the importance of special teams and why he's going to put his best players out there. But just briefly here in the intro, I was going to talk about the national belief in the CSU Rams. I've seen quite a few folks projecting positive outcomes for CSU season in 2023. Uh, CFB Report, a national Twitter account, they had CSU listed as one of 10 teams that will have a bounce back season. Chris Vanini of The Athletic previewed the Mountain West. He gave one bold prediction for the entire conference. It was that CSU beats CU and makes a bowl game. God, I would love that. I actually gave a bold prediction on TDSP with Jake Schwanitz and Andre Simone the other day. I said that CSU beats two of its three local rivals, Air Force, Wyoming, and CU. So that would be that'd be one half of it. I don't know, guys. All I'm saying is, to me, it feels like the college football writers that are in the know, the gambling sharps that I listen to, they're all pretty high on CSU this year. It's the people on Fox Sports and ESPN, the talking heads that you know are all caught up in the the hype of what's happening at the other institution and in state. I don't know the guy, but RJ Young putting CU in his top twenty-five after a one in eleven season and with the schedule that they have to play is it's just dumb. But I guess that's really been the summer. Much of the dialogue around the sport in general has been pretty dumb. I just can't wait until we actually get into these real games. I think there's there's plenty of reason for optimism when it comes to the CSU squad this year. I'm not alone in that sentiment, obviously. But before we wrap up this position preview series, I want to shout out the homies over at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is the best place to bet on any sport, including UFC 292. They are the official betting partner of UFC. Last night, we had Sterling fall to O'Malley, uh, a nice knockout by O'Malley. That guy is hes character, but he's a lot of fun to watch. Going to be interesting to see if he gives him a rematch for that bantamweight title. If you missed out on their killer deal, though, which was for new customers who could bet just $5 and get $150 in bonus bets instantly, don't worry. There's going to be plenty of more opportunities with the UFC in the future, the NFL, college football, everything. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code DNVR when you sign up. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 8787-HOPE-NY. Or text Hope NY in West Virginia. Visit www.1800gambler.net in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash MMA terms. 
Also, with the football season coming up, now is a great time to remind you guys that all Colorado sports games are on at the DNVR bar with sound. Come through, enjoy 15% off your entire bill if you're a DNVR member. Members also get discounts on tickets to our Broncos tailgates. They get access to exclusive merch, 20% off all events. Comes with a physical diehard card, which makes you feel like you are part of a badass secret club or some type of cool secret society or something. Um, There's premium content that comes straight to your inbox. Pretty soon, we're going to have diehard-only bonus podcasts. And at the end of the day, being a DNVR diehard is a great way to support me, all my coworkers, what we're doing. If you're a fan of DNVR Rams, what we're trying to build here, you know, I'd, I'd appreciate it if you'd consider being a diehard. All right, let's talk about these linebackers. Let's talk strengths. Let's talk weaknesses, who we think could be in the mix. First off, I think if you're looking at the strengths of this group, there's more speed. And especially with the addition of Tremaine Mejia Pastor from Cal, I think they're going to be significantly better in pass coverage than they've been these last couple of years. Daquan Jackson, Cam Carter, great tacklers. But it's never been more challenging, I don't think, to be a middle linebacker because of what you have to bring in those coverage scenarios. Pastor comes, he has a defensive back background. And I think you're going to see the difference when it comes to covering tight ends, when it comes to stopping some of these crossers over the middle. My God, when you watch that Washington State game, they were just running the same crosser against CSU all day long. Couldn't do anything to stop it. You know, don't get me wrong. I love DJ. He was a great Ram. The fact that he stayed through all the turbulence over the years, multiple staff changes, it it speaks volumes to the character he has. He was a huge leader for this program. And even Carter, I think, to go from getting benched early on in spring ball in the the first spring when Norvell came to town to eventually taking back his starting role, that speaks to the, the work ethic and integrity he has. The thing is, those guys were just, they were more... They were more old school linebackers, downhill, run stuffers. And you've still got to be able to do a lot of that, especially in a 4-2-5. There's one less backer out there stopping the run. A lot of that is going to fall on Chase Wilson and, and Trey Pastor. But I just feel like with these two in the middle, Aiden Hector at nickel, the safeties dropping down every now and then, they're going to be a lot less susceptible across the middle than they have been these last couple of years when teams pass. Pastors listed at 6'2", 225. He comes to CSU after three years at Cal. He appeared in 20 total games. He had five starts in 2021. Didn't play much at all in 2022. But he has 27 total tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, one sack, three PBUs, and two fumble recoveries in his career. In 2021 against USC, he had a 55-yard scoop and score. I shared that on Twitter at one point. You can go back and check that out. He's a guy, though, I think is just going to benefit from the change of scenery. We had him on the podcast back in the winter talking about what he likes about CSU, you know, why he came over. It was a great interview, really humble, but also hungry for this opportunity. And I think just having this defined role after getting moved around a little bit from linebacker safety and back around, now he just gets to lock in at linebacker. And shoot, I mean, it's probably got to feel pretty good playing behind this defensive line, which is absolutely stacked and in front of this secondary, which is as deep as it's been at CSU in years. Really, really excited about the addition of Tremaine Mejia Pastor, who now has his full name listed on the roster. And out of respect, I will try and refer to him by that. Um, I might say Trey every now and then out of habit, but 
a couple of these guys have updated their names, and I want to be respectful of that. Next to him will be Chase Wilson, six foot one, two twenty five, redshirt junior out of Arvada, played his high school ball at Ralston Valley, the same program that produced current Jacksonville Jaguar, former Wyoming Cowboy Andrew Wingard. Chase really came on strong this past season as a redshirt sophomore, played in all 12 games, registered 29 total tackles on the season, but he really stood out in the season finale against New Mexico when he had seven total tackles and two and a half sacks. In high school, unsurprisingly, he was a two-way player, running back and linebacker, a guy that rushed for over 2,000 yards his junior and senior seasons. I think you see that explosiveness when he gets after the quarterback. And, you know, like I said, going back to playing behind this defensive line, there's going to be a lot of space. Those offensive linemen are going to have their hands full dealing with these guys in the interior. And then you got Tony Pierce and Mo Kamara coming off the edge. Good luck. I don't want to get too carried away with my predictions or anything like that. I don't want to put lofty expectations that he can't live up to. That said, going back, watching that win over New Mexico, what we saw in the spring, and then, you know, a smaller sample size here in fall camp. I feel like Chase has really just kind of figured out how to play with the guys around him. He's not out there trying to do too much. He's just fulfilling his responsibilities and trusting his teammates to do the same. He's rangy, sideline to sideline, downhill, he's a freight train. And my prediction for him this year is that he'll be top three in total tackles. Behind those two, now that Drew Kulik is medically retired out of the picture, the depth is a little bit concerning. I'm not going to lie. I've asked the staff about it a couple of times. They've kind of deflected. But I think of all the position groups you look at on the, on the defense, they're definitely the thinnest at backer. Having said that, I have heard good things about Justin Sanchez, six foot, 230 pounds, came over from El Camino Community College before last season. Got hurt early on, but he still played in seven total games. Had five tackles against Utah State. Assuming he can stay healthy, I'd firmly expect Sanchez to be part of the linebacking rotation this season. Another guy who might see some some run at linebacker is Corey Lambert Jr. He was recruited as a safety, but he's taken some reps at linebacker throughout fall camp. Frankly, his path to playing time is probably significantly easier at linebacker just given the amount of talent they have in that secondary, especially with some of these freshmen popping. Outside of those guys, though, you've got Rocco Schramm, redshirt freshman, Nico Lopez, true freshman, Josh Ayers is a freshman, Boom Jock, a freshman, and Drew Rodriguez, a freshman. Pretty high on the potential for a lot of these guys, a lot of really impressive athletes, but I do think it is definitely a position group where they could They could use one more veteran. If everybody stays healthy, they're probably going to be okay. But, you know, depth-wise, it's a little unnerving to me. That's why I'm really excited about the secondary, though, because the the depth of this group, I I honestly don't remember when CSU had this much depth in the secondary. I think you'd have to go back at least a decade, maybe even to, like, the Sonny Lubick years. I mean, just looking at the returning four of Chigoze Anusium, Aiden Hector, Jack Howell, and Henry Blackburn, those four produced 238 total tackles, 27 PBUs, seven interceptions, and four forced fumbles a year ago. The raw talent in this group is significant, but what's huge now is they figured out how to play together, and you really saw it as the season went on. This defense just got stronger and stronger. They started to make more and more plays, and the the hope is this year they'll be even 
even more disruptive, create all kinds of havoc, get after the QB, create turnovers. And I'm just excited to see this group have an opportunity to build on their success, especially with these new additions, because they're even deeper at corner than they were a year ago. You know, they added Dom Jones late in the recruitment process, a guy who played a little bit of corner, played a little bit of safety, kind of did everything for the Bison. But he's come over and the staff have just raved about him. He's going to be corner too, opposite of Chiggy. And it's been a long time since the Rams have had a pair of corners with that much size. Chiggy, 6'1", 200 pounds. Dom Jones, 6'2", 195. That's quite a bit of length for the Mountain West. I mean, you, you see that type of size in the SEC. Both those guys run really well. They're solid in coverage. They're sure tacklers. The physicality is going to be a big strength. And that's not even getting into Henry Blackburn, who's also super underrated in pass coverage. I think when people focus on Blackburn, they think of him coming downhill, knocking the daylights out of people. And you want to talk about some big hits. Go back and watch Henry Blackburn in the Wyoming game last year. He probably should have been ejected like twice. But to his credit, the refs weren't calling it. So he was out there murking dudes. And I loved it. I love the passion he plays with. He is absolutely one of my favorite players on this team. He and Jack Howell are just the soul of this roster. They're the heartbeat, not of the defense, but really of this entire program. Those guys would give their left arm for their teammates. They just, they, they leave it all out there, every single rep. And when you hear them talk about what representing CSU means to them as Colorado kids, what it would mean to them to turn this thing around, it's so genuine. I just, I love those guys. I feel like they kind of took over the the McBride role once Toby and Trey moved on. And I'm not sure there's anybody else on this team that it would make me happier to see them achieve team success than, than Jack Howell and Henry Blackburn just because of everything that they've been through. Rounding out that starting secondary at Nickel, Aiden Hector, I think he's in for a big year as well. I think he's really bought into the mentality of this group. They're all really tight. Jack and and Henry have both told me a lot about that. And, you know, he's a guy, it kind of took him a while to to come on. He joined the program late in the summer, got his first start against Nevada. I think he got a pick six on his second rep in a Rams uniform, his second game rep. As far as ceilings go, I would say Aiden Hector's can be as high as anybody in this league. I mean, he's a former four-star recruit, made an impact as a true freshman at Washington State. Obviously, as soon as he took the field for CSU, you could see what he's capable of. He's a gamer. When the lights are brightest, he goes out there and he makes plays. By the time the season's done, I think he's going to be talked about on a national level the way that we've seen some of these San Diego State, Boise State, and Fresno State DBs talked about over the years you know, like a Patrick McMorris or something like that. Just really versatile. Really expecting a big year for Aiden Hector. As far as some other players that should get uh, playing time, Ron Harge, the third from Oregon State. I thought that he would be the number two corner coming in. I, again, I think it's going to be Dom Jones from North Dakota State, but I'm sure we'll still see him. Uh, Dominic Morris as well, who came over from Furman. Jack Howell talked about how fast he is. Brandon Guzman is back. He's been a rotational corner for the Rams the last couple of years. Nice to just have that depth, familiarity. And he actually played pretty well in the spring, so it wouldn't shock me to see him be a part of that rotation in the secondary. As far as the true freshmen go, a lot of these guys are super athletic. 
Uh, Jack Howells mentioned Jalen Gardner and TJ Crandall specifically. Gardner more of a safety, Crandall more of a corner. But when you look at his frame, 6'1", 210, I, I think you could develop Gardner into a linebacker if needed. That dude can hit, and he's long, and he's fast as hell coming downhill. I mean, he could be a monster at linebacker. Dylan Phelps, Dante Scott, a couple of other freshmen that I think have bright futures at corner. I'm sure I'm missing a couple of guys here. I really like everybody that they signed. Jet Vincent, the safety out of Kansas. The future's bright in that secondary. They've got a lot more length and a lot more speed than what we've become accustomed to over the years, and it's been much needed. All right, we're going to wrap up this pod here with special teams. I'm going to play some audio from Media Day of Jay Norvell talking about the importance of special teams, why they are going to play their best players out there. I think it's going to be a breath of fresh air for Ram fans. Obviously, having a dedicated special teams coordinator, Tommy Perry, it just makes you feel so much better about that key third phase of the game, which as we have seen over the years, if you're... If you're a liability there, it can cost you games. I'll never forget the the Boise State debacle, obviously Utah State, just some of the dumbest losses that CSU has ever been a part of. And you can pretty much pin it on Adazio neglecting special teams, not paying enough attention to it. Real quick, before I play that audio of Jay Norvell, I want to shout out Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of All City and DNVR. We love our Pins and Aces gear, get tons of compliments on and off the course. They're a family-owned golf and apparel business based right here in Colorado. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, even our favorite beer sleeve. It's an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag, keep the drinks cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code DNVR to get 15% off your first order and free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Also, you guys know we love our Breckenridge beers over at DNVR. Now is a perfect time to check out the Mountain Beach Sour. It's one of my personal favorites. They just nailed the sweet and tart ratio. A lot of sours, it's it's too sour or it's too sweet. Breck, like everything they do, they got it just right. And it's all because it comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. They've been doing it for 33 years. They're a Colorado staple at this point. Check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com. Find a brew near you. Finally, take on the sun with gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And what's awesome is you can do all these things confidently because Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they're going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, wear your shader rays with confidence because they're always going to have your back. You can shop the entire collection at their brand new location in the Park Meadows Mall, full stop shop for all things Shady Rays. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. Again, no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays giving out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. You know, one of the things adding depth with some of the transfer players that we brought in, um, we're going to have more talent on special teams and we're going to play our best players, you know. And I mean, guys like Jack Howe and Henry Blackburn and Tory Horton and Dallin Holker, I mean, those guys are all starters on special teams. They're not coming off the field. 
And uh, we're determined to play our best players on teams. Uh, you know, it's the number one, it's the number one category that correlates to winning. When we win special teams, you know, we win almost 80% of our games in the last six years. And so, you know, we got a chance to be special. I mean, I, I really like our punter. I think Patty's going to have a much improved year. Um, I, I like our field goal kicker. Um, Tory Horton's one of the best return men in our league. Um, I think we're going to put, you know, Kobe Johnson and, and Avery back on kickoff return. So we're going to have two veteran guys back there. Um, that's exciting. You know, when, when you can line up and make big plays, Anytime you have a special team, that's a that's a good thing, and so uh, it's it's an exciting group and one that we're you know we're we're going to hang our hat on this fall. Is it surprising to you that some coaches are more hesitant to play some of their better players on teams, given that one play can make or break the game? Yeah, I, I hope they keep that philosophy. You know, <laughs> I I just I just feel like if our players are better than the players on the other team in those kicking situations, we can get big plays and. Um, you know, our punt unit is a big play, play unit. I mean, we try to use Patty as a weapon. We're, we're going to move the ball around and make their punt returner try to field the ball, a, a tough ball to handle. Uh, punt return is a weapon with Tory back there. Um, you know, our kickoff return, I think we're going to have veteran guys back there that can handle the ball that have played big games. So I just, I just, uh, I just think we're in a better situation. You know, there's an old saying, you know, when you – when you have to start a freshman, you probably lose a game for every freshman you start. And it's, it ends up being pretty close to being true. I just don't see our football team having to do that this year. We have veteran players. We don't have to force any young players into positions to play that um, they're not ready for. And I think we're just in a much better place roster wise than we were a year ago. All right, let's start with the kicking position. Jordan Noyes, he comes over, 31-year-old punter. He's a father of three from England, so a unique story on, on many different fronts. He's currently the second oldest player in college football. Only ECU's Luke Larson is older than him by about two weeks. Beyond the interesting storylines, Noyes is hopefully going to be the stable piece at kicker that the Rams have, have been lacking now for the better part of the last decade. He went 8 of 12 overall on field goal attempts at Utah, 79 total PATs. He also handled the kickoff duties, which he assumingly will also do at CSU. Henry Cattleman no longer listed on the roster. Um, on 145 kickoffs, he totaled 8,973 yards, 57 touchbacks actually tied the program record with 10 PATs against Southern Utah in 2022. His career long is 43 yards. He made that at Florida early on last season. He was 34 of 34 on Pats in 2022, 21 of 21 a year before that. Love to see the consistency, former soccer player. Basically, he doesn't need to be the best kicker in the Mountain West for CSU. He just needs to be dependable, a guy they can rely on you know, from the 35 to 48 yard range, which it's been a roller coaster for the Rams these past couple of years. Once you start getting out past 50 yards, I think at the collegiate level, you understand, you know, the consistency isn't probably going to be there unless you have an absolute stud. But there's no worse feeling as a college football fan than when your kicker trots out there from 38 or 42 
and you're out there holding your breath. Obviously, you want them to be able to make the chip shots too, but frankly, I'd like to see a lot less of those than we've seen these last couple of years with the red zone offense being so dreadful. Honestly, I can't give you too bold of a takeaway as far as the kicking position goes other than it's been way better in fall camp than it was in the spring where it was a disaster. I was terrified in spring. From what I've seen this fall, I feel pretty good going into the 2023 campaign. The thing is, there's really no substitute for the pressure of kicking in a game scenario when the lights are on, the fans are in the stands. It's just hard to match that in practice. It's kind of like free throws in basketball. Most poor free throw shooters will go like 80 plus percent in an empty gym. I've seen it happen. I've seen big men that airball consistently in games and then in practice will hit like 40 in a row. And when you're a kicker, it's like being at the free throw line all the time. It's the loneliest position in sports. You get all of the the blame when things go wrong. When you do it right, it's like, all right, kicker, way to not mess it up. But honestly, I think there's a benefit of having an older kicker when it comes to dealing with the stress of being in that position. I mean, when you're a 31-year-old father of three, when you're married, your lens on life is going to be just a little bit different than if you're 19, 20 years old, your perspective, your ability to handle everything. I mean, you want your kicker to be competitive, no doubt. You want him to care, be passionate and all that. You also want him to not get too into his head. And maybe I'm reaching here, but I just think when you've lived some life, when you've experienced the highs and lows of being an actual adult, not just an 18, 19-year-old, you're going to be better suited to, to roll with the punches. All right, moving on to punter, we've got Patty Turner, who's back for his redshirt senior season, coming off of a year in which he had 65 punts for 2,534 yards, an average of 39 yards per punt. He averaged 42.8 on punts over the final five games, season high of 56 at Air Force, placed 13 of his attempts inside the 20, seven total punts of 50 yards or longer, Forced 22 fair catches, had only one touchback, really accurate. And while I understand that his style is not quite as sexy as Ryan Stonehouse, the ball certainly does not boom off of his foot the same way. When you recognize he only allowed 5.57 yards per return, that's the second best mark in the conference, number 33 nationally. What he is doing is very intentional. They are just trying to use the field to limit returns, and essentially not give the other team an opportunity to make something big happen. Stoney could punt the hell out of a football. I have never been around anybody that could punt as intensely as Ryan Stonehouse. I mean, just the sound of it coming off of his foot was insane. There were also some times more early on in his career than the end where he would outkick his coverage a little bit. And when that happens, you're susceptible to a big return. So it's great that you punted it 75 yards, but they returned it 30. It's just a different approach, you know? It's it's like golf. Some guys have the ability to really go for it. Other guys have to lay up. The guy that lays up might not get as much individual glory. He's not going to get shown on the highlights and stuff like that. But he's also not going to go for broke. All Patty Turner needs to do is flip the field and give this really talented defense an opportunity to compete. And if he does that consistently, we're fine. I'm telling you, it's not going to be as pretty. You're not going to share it on Twitter like we did throughout the Stonehouse era, but he's going to be fine. He's a great personality, great teammate. I love talking to Patty Turner, and I personally think he's going to have a really good year. 
Uh, at the end here, wrapping it up at punt returner, Tory Horton. Kick returner, we're going to see a little bit of Kobe Johnson, a little bit of Damian Henderson. They're going to put their playmakers back there. And why wouldn't you? You can break open a game with one play. My bold prediction for CSU special teams in 2023, the Rams will both return a punt and kickoff for a touchdown. Not sure when the last time they did both of those in a single season would be. Should have verified that, I guess, before I started recording here. But I would have to think it's been quite a while. Maybe 2015. I know Joe Hansley had a punt return and a kick return for a touchdown. I don't know if they were in the same season, though. Anyways, that's my bold prediction for 2023. That concludes our position preview series. Week one, just around the corner. Cannot wait to start diving into this Washington State matchup a little more in depth. Come through the DMVR bar on Friday, September 1st. I'm going to do a live show and a meet and greet event with CSU fans. Also, every Thursday, we're going to have DMVR Rams live where uh, we have a video portion on YouTube like we did with Norvell. Going to do more video stuff this season. Going to have a live post-game show. Big stuff happening for DMVR Rams, and I just appreciate all you guys for making it possible. I think it's going to be a really fun fall. We've made it, guys. Football is here. Week zero. It's next weekend. Let's go. Probably never make it when you listening to that right now. I said we on now.